Welcome back to Pongers. My name is Anthony. My name is Ryan. And welcome to episode two of our basically new podcast at this point. It's still new. You know, we were only recording episode two. Who yeah. knows what will happen at this point? I would I would call that fairly, fairly new as well. Uh, yeah. But hey, episode two is one more in the book. So we're the oldest we've been so far. Yeah. Uh, this week, you can expect to hear the usual of Ryan and myself catching up, as well as in the second half of the show for this week's topic, I will be talking to Ryan and teaching him a bit about escape rooms. So if you want to yes. know anything or maybe listen to what I say and make fun of me for being wrong, uh, that will be in the second half of the show. But for now, for this first half, Ryan, what did you do in the time since we last recorded. Yeah, well, uh, I'll be honest, I haven't done a whole lot. Uh, just kind of going through the motions with work and, and whatnot, but some things that have changed. Uh, first of all, this is a change that you've probably seen at this point. Uh, we have some new artwork for our for our socials. Yeah. Um, and I would actually like to shout someone out for doing that incredible work. This is a, a girl by the name of Kaylee, uh, a friend of mine from an old job that I used to have. Um, she does a lot of what she does a lot of stitch work too. So if you like what you see, go follow her on Instagram. You can find her at K Eilers underscore design. That is K E I L E R S underscore design. Um, so, and we'll be sure to put her yep. links and everywhere that Ryan wants to shout her out in the description of this podcast. If you're interested as well. Yeah. So go check her out. We will, like I, like Tony said, we will put all of that in our, in our, con- our descriptions, excuse me. Um, on top of that, uh, I shaved my head and my beard. Wow. Yeah, so okay. uh, I know That's that pretty exciting. That artwork's a little misleading at this point. It's something uh for our hopefully soon to come fans. Uh we uh I, I something I do every year for Halloween is I shave my head and my beard. Uh, I am balding, so I always I did it. I started shaving my head for the first time during quarantine when I knew nobody would see it. Um so that I could know what it looked like and I kind of didn't hate it to be honest with okay. you. <laughs> so um, and, then I, and then I did it again in Halloween because I wanted to go as Walter White, and I just liked that idea. So now it's a tradition. I go as a bald guy for Halloween, and this year I am going as Mr. Clean. So so uh, you didn't start it as a Halloween costume, but it has turned into that with going Walter White and then Mr. Clean. It's yes. been primarily Halloween, or has it still been like, you know, when my hair gets long enough, just chop it all off regardless of whether it's October or not? Um, it's... I don't know. I guess it's it's kind of just now like an October thing, but it might divulge into I'll actually just continue to do it. It's not – I don't chop it all off whenever my hair gets long. I get like haircuts still, but um, come like October is when I start thinking about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So well, I really fun. hope that you'll send me some pictures of your – your Mr. Clean get up for this year if I well, don't see it myself. Well, I'm sure you will because you, uh, you'll yeah. be here this weekend. Um, yeah, I will. Which is exciting. Uh, first time for Should those I, of... like I don't I don't know if I'll be bringing my own Halloween costume, so hopefully I, I won't get yeah. completely overshadowed. I guess I don't I don't know how much I'll get to use it. Um, I still have to talk to Mark and see if there's anything he wants to do or talk to you. Uh, for those of you who I think we said this in our first episode or maybe in episode zero, but Tony and I, Anthony and I, haven't actually met in person yet, which I think yep. is hilarious. Um, we met through our friend this Mark. This podcasting relationship was formed completely through Discord. Correct. It's impressive. But hey. The chemistry's there. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that was another thing I thought about when I shaved. I was like, well, shoot. Anthony is going to not know what I actually look like because when he sees me, I'll have an egghead. Well, actually, to be fair, the only pictures I've seen of you have been when you have recently shaved your head. So that'll actually be easier <laughs> for me to recognize you than harder for me to recognize you. I guess so, yeah. I won't have the goatee, though. I shaved it all off. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, well, there's that, um, shave my head. Let's see. What else have I done recently? Um, I guess in terms of like the gaming and, and other media world, I, uh, I, I started playing modded Minecraft. I know it's not much of an yep. update, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, with some mods. Yeah, that, that is a big update. That can be an entire consumption or elimination of like three months or more of your whole life. As soon as you start doing that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Cole and I have played once now and we got we're trying to get hannah to join us too so it's been it's been pretty fun um yeah for, for listeners that ours, are not yeah. where they're those are friends of ours um yeah people that i personally went to high school with so 
also people I have yet to meet online, but uh, still nonetheless very be- becoming good friends of mine. I hope. I think. Yeah, they're good people. They are good people. Um, but yeah, the I guess the only other thing I have left to talk about is i've been playing a lot more music recently just getting into like oh very nice just sitting down and dooting some notes and one of those things uh with speaking of dooting notes is i uh another change that will actually come to the podcast hopefully soon is we'll have kind of our own unique and original music for for intros and whatnot so uh look out for that everybody um when you hear new music in the intro you can know that that was made completely by us and our people so um but yeah. Yeah, we're currently using music by an independent game developer, uh, Toby Fox. Just, you know, nice little diddly to bring us in, bring us out. But it will be nice to have our own mm-hmm. original music. Uh, so when you have been playing music, is there anything that you've been focusing on? Since the samples you've sent me have been guitar focused. Mm-hmm. Um Remind the audience, if you haven't said so already, what instruments you play. Sure. And then also which instruments you've been playing recently when you've been getting into music again yeah so um well i actually i'm looking like as i sit at my desk and we're recording i look at like my guitar saying i have a bunch of instruments here i have two ukuleles i have a bass two guitars a banjo a mandolin a violin i have my couple trombones and um i have a, p- I have a keyboard next to me i, I pl- so all of those i play except for the banjo i'm still well, well it's a banjo guitar so i guess i can't really count that but um but yeah, I guess I play I play all of those instruments. Um, oh, sorry, I don't play the violin. That's something I want to learn how to do really bad. That'd be fun. Um, okay, yeah. I, so, I also, you, so you haven't learned it yet, but... I also play a lot of brass. I that did marching band for a long time, so I play the trombone, the euphonium. I can play this, the tuba. Um, I haven't played that in a long time, but um, can play that. I can play the trumpet. Not well, but I can play it. Um, and then, yeah, I play the piano and all kinds of stuff. Recently, I've been mostly trying to just come up with fun, like come up with new tunes and kind of write, compose music. That's been my goal, like including this project for the podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm incorporating a piano part as well. And then my, my another friend of mine is going to help me with the percussion. So um, that's kind of the music I've been, I've been dooting along to these last couple weeks. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice set right there. It's nice been a lot set of, of instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of all I have. So if you uh, if you want to go ahead and take over, Anthony, what kind of stuff have you been doing? Listening? What have you been listening yeah, to? Yeah, so watching, I had reading? I had a, a decent amount of stuff since the last time that we recorded. Yeah. Um, first of all, you know, I I finished Squid Game. No spoilers. I think I had. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything, but it's you know like absolutely worthwhile show. I think it. Um, you know, it's not necessarily that original within like the death game genre, but I still think. It carves out its own space and does something worthwhile. That even if it isn't like the absolute number one biggest show on the planet anymore, it's still worthwhile to check out. Still engaging, has something I think really worthwhile to say. A message you know really worth hearing in our current age of you know delving too deep into that would uh, possibly spoil some of the show. So I'll just say it's got some interesting messages that you know. Maybe not the most subtle, but a worthwhile thing to listen to and, and watch and experience as the show. I totally believe uh, it. I've actually talked to quite a few people about Squid Games, um, including my dad. But I always tell them I still haven't gotten past episode one. So please, no spoilers. I think I'm just going to set yeah. aside some time this week and just watch it because I want to so bad. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be like a good thing to do. Um, you know, not only just for like the the general zeitgeist going on right now but because it is i think a genuinely worthwhile show that is well written well acted well produced just it's just good you know like anything i would say a good show does squid game does it's worth your time all righty yeah so other than the uh the death games what uh what else have yeah. you been absorbing yeah so last podcast i mentioned that i would be playing metroid dread as soon as it showed up yeah um for those that don't know metroid is a series that's been running since the 1980s at this point where it's by and large very focused on exploration um it's a a really big reaction to kind of super mario bros style gameplay where you know like super mario bros always goes from left to right where in the very first metroid you know you start off and you go to the right and you hit a wall that you can't progress under no matter what you do, you can't do anything. 
So you have to go back to the left and you find a power-up that lets you then roll into a ball and go past an, an exit that you were previously unable to progress through. And that's by and large what all of Metroid is. Encountering walls of progression that you can't go through at the time, so you have to go and fully explore your entire avenue to find everything in there that you can use to progress and go forward to the next area, next boss fight, next whatever mark of progression that you want to do. Um, so I started it and I actually finished it and I got every single item and everything in Metroid Dread. Um, not that long of a game, but it was really, really worthwhile, especially since we haven't had a core Metroid game of the main series of 2D Metroid games in about 20 years. Yeah. So wow. it's kind of been a, a long due return to form. And uh, the developers, Mercury Steam, really just kind of knocked like everything out of the park. No real complaints. Um, you know, I feel occasionally like wacky bits, maybe you know, a bit overtuned damage, but you know, it's a, a very satisfying game to explore. Very detailed and fun environment. Samus as a character is, you know, kind of minimalist, like mostly silent, um, but still has some interesting bits and developments that she goes through over the course of Metroid Dread, and it's just, it's just a good game. Like yeah. I, I, I can't really say much, much more than that. <laughs> you know, like it does everything that it should. It's like good exploration, and that like as if you can get me to explore your area and get everything and have fun actually moving through your world, you as a Metroid game have done your job, and yeah. Metroid Dread did its job. I uh, I can't say I have a whole lot of experience with Metroid, as I kind of had said before. Like, I've seen gameplay of it, but I've never played it myself. Um, but I guess if you were to, to do, like, a rating, like, a, just a quick, off the top of your head, what would you give it out of, like, five stars? Yeah, I mean, I'm so when I know rates things, I usually go out of ten stars. I think Let's it's a, a bit that. more expressive. Sure. Um, but out of ten stars, I'd probably give it about a nine. All right, um, that's a good game right there. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, I think the only Metroid game I like better than it is Metroid Prime, which, like, you know, we can talk about that some some other time since I don't want to take up too much time since I have a lot of different things to talk about this week. Yeah, sure. Um, what else? So you got you said you've got a lot to talk about. Give us give us another one. What's yeah. next on the list of what's next on what's been going on in the life of of you? Yeah. So. And I'll, I'll stay on my other game-related topic while I'm, while I'm still talking about games. Uh, so one of my all-time favorite games, if not my all-time favorite game, is a game called The Outer Wilds. Um, it's a type of game that I can't talk about too much to somebody who hasn't played it that without me. spoiling everything <laughs> that makes that game incredibly cool. It's a game that, like... Now, it's not too long. It's kind of on the cheaper side. I think around like 20 to $25 on most major platforms. Um, but it's something, it's an experience that you should go in and play knowing nothing about whatsoever. Um, but they recently came out with a new chunk of content that will be like the only extra bit of content released for the Outer Wilds. Is this um, like a DLC or... Yeah, yeah, it's a, oh, it's gotcha. a DLC, and it's but it's you know like within like the main story that existed already, Very nice. kind of expands upon it. Um, I've definitely heard of that game, but I don't, I just don't yeah. know anything about it. Like I think I have an image of it in my head, but I don't know if like I have no basis to know if that's like at all what the game even is related to. Yeah, so to give like a, a very vague explanation, so I don't ruin any of the stuff. You play as someone who. Um, is the newest recruit or the newest launching member of this planet's space exploration system. Oh. So you get to go into your ship, go out and fly among the this solar system and explore all of the wondrous planets, secrets, and mysteries um, in your home solar system. Well, we, we if, love a good secret and mystery. I'll say that much. Oh, yeah. It is fascinating and there's stuff that i can't talk about without ruining that game that's fair um, and i'm sure i certainly do and i'm sure the audience will, will appreciate that as well yeah so now and I, I the the expansion um is a lot more horror themed it's got like really really creepy vibes um and i haven't seen all of it yet but i was played a good chunk of it on i think i think it was saturday and also yesterday i played some um 
just a uh, really good to just hop back into that game and yeah. get to do more of like one of my all-time favorite games and just see everything uh, about that game again yeah it feels a bit like like almost there's like you had a really like really favorite tv show growing up and now you're an adult and you're like yeah. oh i would totally go back and watch it again and then they would come out with like a new like follow-up and you're like, yeah, yes. and it's like actually good. Exactly. In like, in like a, a rare instance. In a r- very rare uh, instance. Uh, yeah. I won't, I won't bash any TV shows, but I, I could think of a laundry list of things that they redid that I did not love, which was a travesty. Yeah. If people want to know what those things are, they can comment below and uh, I can maybe respond, but I'll, I'll try I to. Mean, not from my own perspective. You know, you got stuff like X-Files and I could like, you know, list off a number. It's like yeah. season after many, many years. Sure not received super well x-files to begin um, with was a great show yeah I would, i'd really like to watch all of that i have my parents box set of that show Ooh. i think i'm just looking for a, a proper time to just plop that down and and just watch all of it or most of it at the very least heck yeah uh, but then i have one more thing to talk about this week and then, yeah let's hear it and then that's my week um so i've been reading a manga series called i shield 21 recently and I know that you're not plugged into to the anime uh, or manga scene whatsoever, so let me just break it down. Um, so iShield 21 is a series about American football, like Japanese high schoolers oh. learning to fall in love and appreciate and learn to play American football. I'll be honest. You that, know, as opposed to like worldwide football. That is, that is um, not what I expected. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's called Ice Shield 21 because, like, the main character has to keep his identity secret, so he wears an ice shield and his jersey's, like, number 21. Sure. Um, so, you know, it's... Uh, despite football being, like, the center of America's... One of America's biggest social events of the year with the Super Bowl, I haven't ever really had an appreciation for football ever. Mm-hmm. Um you know, too much time f- for my taste taken up by commercials and stop and start of the play and everything. Um, but it's given me, as someone who has not been able to care about football for every year of my <laughs> life that I've been alive, given me like an appreciation for the tactics and the different players and every bit of what I've learned about football through this series so far. That is really great news because for two reasons one uh maybe that is some way that i can divulge a bit more into anime because i love football i love watching football i like i used to like playing it a little bit um and for the second reason or b or whatever i said uh maybe maybe now you'll like get into like watching football or at least like knowing more about i mean it's possible you know there's like some bits that make me still hesitant to get into football, which, you know, this is a structured story that has, you know, clear, sure. like, characters, development bits and everything that, you know, cuts out all the waiting time instead of, you know, a game taking three to four hours, you know, I can just sit down, finish a match in, like, half an hour and have it be, you know, theoretically more exciting. Yeah. But on your other bit where it's, you know, that might be a good entry point, I think it definitely could be. Uh, the magazine that iShield 21 comes from, uh, Weekly Shonen Jump, they really consistently have high-quality sports series running in its pages. Uh, so, you know, they've done really popular series on basketball called Slam Dunk. Uh, they've done a series on volleyball called Q. You know, this Ooh. one is on American football called, called iShield 21. There's a series currently running that, you know, has sports as kind of a side focus, but it's about a mix of badminton and basketball called Blue Box, but it focuses a lot more on romance than it does on sports. Um, But there are a lot of different sports series that not only ran for a while, so there's a lot of content that you could theoretically get into, but when a sports series in Jump does well and is well-written, it is very, very well done and helps people who aren't even into the sport at all get into something that they didn't know that they liked in the first place. And that's a really great point. I think that obviously, I mean, I haven't read it, but I know a lot of people that would, well, that are kind of in your shoes that would, would read all about this, read all about manga, read, be super into anime and, and stuff like that. And um, just, they might even see like that it's about sports and be like, oh, this isn't for me. But 
this kind of like introduces them to it a little bit if they do start to you know divulge into this content um and i don't know maybe it will like i said it might ignite an interest in sports at least a little bit um but if not that's okay that's i mean it's not your thing it's not your thing but um and for people like me who are the opposite who just haven't experienced a lot of anime and are super into sports maybe that's my one of my tickets in it's a way to just like a like a get a foot in the door yeah absolutely um and i think you know it has been pretty easy to read it's well drawn so it's really easy to absorb all of the action without having to decipher the drawings at all sure because you know there are some series that you know are just better drawn than others better sense of perspective movement yada 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 art composition stuff that you know if i were to talk about i would be exposed as the fraud that i am posing about talking about art things um but you know there it's a very easy to read series both in terms of you know you just want to keep reading but also just visually easy to read easy to pick up easy to keep going Uh, and that's the great thing with any like literature is something that you want to pick up and not put down yeah absolutely you know you got to have that like good pacing of like you know rest time but also like i want to see what happens next i want to see you know are they going to win are they going to lose what's their season going to look like yeah yada, yada, yada. Is, is is katniss going to die stuff like that yeah you know it's actually like reading rereading some hunger games oh really <laughs> off of just raw coincidence i wasn't going to bring it up since it was just a short bit but i did reread some of catching fire uh, over the past week see it's anthony it's like i said the chemistry is there we just we just pick up the vibes yeah perfect absolutely uh but that's my the last large bit of my week nice was, uh reading a good portion of i should 21 i'm about a third of way through so far all right it's a bit over 300 chapters oh my god um so definitely a lengthy serialization it ran for i think about seven years as a series that's a um, long time yeah that's well one other series i read uh one piece has been going longer than i've been alive uh it started in 1997 it's still going i have heard of one Um, piece actually my friend a couple of my friends in high school were really into it they were talking they'd always told me about it and i never got into it it's great but uh i've heard good i've heard nothing but good things as far as i can remember it's like the quintessential pirate thing right above uh pirates of the caribbean curse of the black pearl you know just like that that fun like fantasy type just just good time type thing yeah well uh lovely to hear about your literature endeavors and what you've been up to shall we yeah. uh, start to transition into our main content of the week yes absolutely yes so this me this week's main topic is escape rooms i'm so i really excited. wish i could like see our audience because i would really like to just see a show of hands of who has done an escape room and who hasn't done one before. Uh, so, you know, maybe just like comment. Uh, if you have done, maybe give us your record of how many escape rooms you've gotten out of versus how many that you failed to get out before the time limit uh, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, just I want to see what, what level of escape room goodness we're at in our audience. Well, as, you know, one of the learners kind of learning along with the audience, as you, this is your you're more of the resident expert on, on this kind yeah. of thing. Um, I'll start, I'll start us off. Uh, I have done three escape rooms. Um, funnily enough, every one I've done was with Mark. Um, you guys remember Mark. We will probably bring him up in every episode. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, he's the reason that Tony being a guest one time. I I talked to him about it actually. (laughs) And he said, I think, I think he said, and I quote, eh, maybe. All right. A very Mark, very Mark answer. We'll we'll get him on in some way. We'll threaten him. We'll we'll do something (laughs) to get him going just like take a you'll we'll kidnap him out of his room or i don't know you'll yeah. you'll make a surprise yeah. visit here to iowa I've, ki- I've kidnapped him before oh okay it's not too hard <laughs> you know i don't but i, but I believe before, it uh, yeah no we have um but i i believe it's but, not hard but before we talk about our individual experiences with escape rooms we should yeah. probably lay out what it is you know just oh yeah for anybody that hasn't done or isn't familiar with escape rooms yeah so the most basic what an escape room is um in its most pure form you and a group of people maybe in the range of like four to twelve people are taken into a room that probably has some kind of theme that can vary between uh, i've done like a knockoff game of thrones one all the way to like a mad scientist all the way to like a full complete uh haunted house like with three different levels to explore 
I've heard uh, about that you're one. You're taken in and are just told that you have until your time runs out to solve the puzzles present in this room, solve probably some sort of uh, through-line mystery throughout all of the puzzles, and escape the room before the time runs out. Um, so it's kind of like a time pressure version of a scavenger hunt or a more themed... Um, Oh, what's what's the word that I'm looking for? Like it's it's like a more themed, more involved version of a series of riddles or a riddle book or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, that you know requires teamwork, a lot of lateral thinking, more physical thinking, um, with different objects and different elements in your room, uh, to piece together the mystery and escape in time. I think the from what I know about escape rooms, the I obviously haven't done a whole lot of them, but. One of the coolest things is like just figuring out not only like the puzzles, but figuring out what you can even interact with that. Like yeah. if it's even like part of the room slash part of the puzzle, like there's just so much that goes into it. Yeah. Cause all the, a lot of escape rooms are really Disney esque in that they really, really commit to establishing a central theme when you're inside of the escape room. You know, like when you go to, I don't know, like the Buzz Lightyear ride in uh, in Futureland in Disney World. You know, it's like they establish that you are a a recruit into the Buzz Lightyear Academy. Uh, I unfortunately cannot remember what it is. Probably Galactic Federation or something. And like all the decorations and everything is trying to sell you that you are the role that they're selling you. Even your like, so, even your like intonation and everything you just said, like as if you were part of the movie. You said you are, uh, and of course, I could uh, only think of toy. Toy. You are a toy. So, so Ryan, of the of the three escape rooms that you've yes. done, what were those themes of the ones that you've done? Just to help give our audience yeah. an idea of, you know, some some themes or what they might see if they were to take part in. Escape. Yeah, I was actually trying to think about that because I wasn't sure what they were when we were when you were talking about. It. I was like, well, I should probably uh, try to remember what I had done. Um, <laughs> the most recent one I did was uh, a jailbreak, so that was pretty fun. Nice. It took me to us out of ourselves into like the, the like the next level of the jail up into like the office and stuff like that. Um, we did one that was like I don't remember what like the theme it was. It was almost like a, like a sh- like a shack or like a gold mine type theme. Um, like a hieroglyphics, like it was like a, like, I think it was like Indiana Jones kind of theme based. I don't remember okay, exactly. So like gold rush, like California, kind Wild of, Wild West, kind of, it was more of like, um, like ruins. Okay. I think, I don't right. remember what exactly the theme was for that one, but it was still pretty cool. Um, and then the first one I ever did was like a fantasy theme, like a kind of a Harry oh, Potter. So meets, like, like, yeah, like okay. Harry Potter meets like, um, I don't know narnia yeah like having to go through so portals like kind, and stuff. kind of typical ish fantasy, fantasy yeah. world like very very like standard like general fantasy yeah okay and i will say my record so then what, oh, what's your record yep. on uh getting out of your rooms um for the, for the three that you've done well i guess like i said i have not a lot of experience with with escape rooms but i think my experience tells me a no to gives me enough understanding to know that I have a very, um, a very kind of unfair one for three. Okay. Um, huh. The right. I start so the first one, like I said, I've done all of them with Mark. I uh, never did an escape room until until college, and there was this one that opened up around here, and uh, it was it was my first one. According to Mark, was uh, it was okay. It was not like his not his favorite one by far, but it was still fun. It was the fantasy one that we did. Um, yeah, and we didn't win that one because there was some faulty equipment. Oh, and that's a bummer. We had like five minutes left, and if we had, if it had worked, all it would have done was unlocked a key, which was the last key we needed to get out. And um, that counts. That counts. They didn't give it to us. Yeah, they they can say that whatever, but like that counts. Yeah, there was it, the... especially with faulty equipment. That's right. not your fault. That was uh, probably the biggest one, like the biggest group we ever brought. It was like 10 of us, maybe closer to 12. Um, then I did one when we went to Milwaukee last year. Uh, that was like the one I'm kind of tr- struggling to remember a bit, the theme. But we actually beat that one. Um, that was just me and my roommates here. And then uh, 
the other that one we beat and then me and mark did one that was designed for i think eight or ten people just the two of us um and we realized how bad we did when we couldn't get out of the second part of the room and the time ran out and uh just realized there was a whole another part we didn't even get to oh boy it was tough when there was only two of us but we thought we could take on the challenge it was it, it was a minimum too so we thought we could do it um but nonetheless, it was a really, really cool one. Yeah, that sound that sounds really good. Um, so, so you you said oh, the yeah, the third one that you like were split up with Mark, right? Like yeah, one of you started in one cell and one of you started in the other cell, and you had to like communicate with each other. Yeah. So what what I had kind of anticipated was that it was going to be a lot more of like I have this. What do you have? What information from me do you need? It was more of like we had pretty much the information we needed. Like there was a crossword in mine. And I had all, like, the codes, but there was, like, one I'd, like, some, like, we couldn't, like, reach each other, so there wasn't anything we could give each other. So it was yeah. just, like, talking each other through figuring it out. Sometimes there was, like, Mark would have something that would help, but it wouldn't, like, give me the answer, per se. Um, but, yeah, we would st we'd start in opposite cells, and we would get out of the cell, we would move to, then we would, like, join up and do the rest of it together. Yeah, very nice. That That sounds like... It's not like a super common setup in escape rooms, but there's yeah. pretty often can be a handicap to start off the beginning of the escape room to make things more interesting. It was certainly a cool like aspect to it. Yeah. It was almost like a little bit more precious because you have to figure out how to get together before you can do the rest of it. Yeah. But, you know, it's the pressure that's like, for me, that's the pressure that was the fun part, you know, the adrenaline, yeah, like, I want to beat this, you know. It's that's why yeah. I'm very disappointed with my record as of now, but that's okay. Only gonna beat him from now on. We, yeah, I think you'll pump the numbers up, like the the more that you do, um, especially like once you've gotten the hang of it, um, it's it you can get a, like a pretty solid record going. I believe it, uh, especially with escape rooms. especially when I do it with more than one person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, Anthony, I know you like are you are obviously the more uh, ex experienced escape room artist uh then out of the two of us tell me your record yeah so my Excuse me. i i don't uh should start with a disclaimer i don't remember exactly how many escape rooms i've played at this point in time i estimate that i've done over 20 wow um i might be getting close to 30 that's but that's dope. i'm getting overall pretty close um of that, we'll, we'll say just for the sake of a nice, pleasing number that I've done 25. Lovely. Of my 25 escape rooms, I have won 23 of them. Wow. Uh, have a, a pretty large winning record on everything. Um, and one of those escape rooms that I quote-unquote lost, um, we got the final solution, but the final thing that we had to do was uh, brew a potion and we put in all the ingredients and brewing the potion took 15 seconds. And I believe we ran out of time about five to 10 seconds before the potion was done. Uh, so was that the, the haunted house one? More, or, no, it wasn't the haunted uh. house one. We got out of that one with a decent amount of time to spare. Um, but the brewing the potion, it's like we were more or less complete. We solved all of the riddles. Just the, the mechanics of the room didn't let us get out in time. Yeah. Um, that'll, I mean, I've experienced but, that that'll happen. Yeah. It, it's frustrating, but, uh, some overall highlights of some different escape rooms that I've done. Um, there was one where everyone started handcuffed behind their back. That and one of the first things cool. to do was to, uh, get out of the handcuffs. I'm a pretty spry and flexible guy. So I was able to just, um, get my handcuffs in front of me and, you know, work with that for the beginning of the escape room. Um, I've also done the bit where two teams were separated from each other and we had to shout information back and forth between each other. Um, the one that we've brought up a few times, the haunted house escape yes. room, uh, was a special escape room company that normally they ran three different, um, rooms in like a, in this building that they did, but for a limited time, they renovated the entire building. So all three floors of this place to be a single escape room built for 15 to 20 people that lasted 90 minutes. Um, it was a very, very intense and exciting escape room, but we got out with, I think, 15 to 20 minutes to spare. Um, 
so did overall pretty well with it. That I mean, that's um, definitely the one. So Mark, you've done that one with Mark and with your with your high school friends. Yeah. Um, and he's yep. told. Oh, it wasn't with high school friends. It was oh. uh, Mark. Um, slight slight bit of of personal information. Mark was employed by my mother at a cafe for a decent amount of time. I did know that. And my mom really liked taking um, her employees uh, on escape that's room right. trips yep. to build camaraderie between everyone. Um, so he it was. I I got to piggyback on a large group that was already going um, to boost up my numbers to be the appropriate amount for that. And he's, he's told me a decent amount about that one because obviously like the escape rooms are super interesting to me and I would love to partake in more. Um, but he yeah. said that one was fairly elaborate compared to Absolutely. some of the other ones he's done. So like there was a basement area where the lights were, were completely pitch black and you had to go down and use a walkie-talkie to talk with people that were on the top floor of the building to communicate what you were feeling inside different holes so that they could um, get everything set up to get, I think either something else opened up or to get lights going on in the basement. I mean, I guess it is a haunted Um, house. So you really have to have a level of like, I'm going to have to just trust this. Yep. You got to have a spooky bit for sure. And I, I, I feel like, I guess I don't know exactly, but I haven't come across any, let alone many, um, like, multi-level escape rooms. Yeah. It, it's pretty rare, admittedly. I feel like that's kind of um, what I thought, you know, it, yeah. it takes a pretty big commitment, because, you know, normally you would use the multiple levels for multiple rooms, but you have to be willing to commit to, instead of having multiple rooms with multiple sources of revenue, you have one room that everybody has that you have to sell to people properly. I believe it. Uh, another highlight was I, for a writing assignment one time, signed up for an escape room that only had a single slot open, and I didn't know anybody else that was at the escape room. I showed up, and all of the other players were actually family members on a family reunion activity, (laughs) and I was the lone stranger that didn't know any of them. That, Everyone else was on their first escape room. It was I had done at least ten at that point in time. That is a so great was, story. Just before you oh, even yeah. tell us more about it, that's just that premise is ah. Uh. Yeah, I, I'd really like to do it again because just meeting a whole bunch of people like that, um, you know, whether or not they know how to do escape rooms, it's like well, we're we're gonna talk to each other and we're gonna just do this fun activity together, whether we like it or not. What I feel like because we want to get out. I guess from my experience, a lot of the escape rooms I've done where we've, it's like, like the one Mark and I did, um, it was meant for like eight to 10 people, but we just reserved the whole thing. And like, that's yeah. another new one that's around here, but I guess maybe some you will just rent out the room and some you just rent out spots. Um, which sounds like that's what you did, which is, yeah. and I think the best part of that story is it's not like if you go, you go to escape room or you go do whatever and you meet all these random people, cool. But you were the only person that wasn't part of this giant family yep. reunion. And yep. let and the best what I can imagine is the best part is you were the expert. Like they all had to listen to you. Yeah. They they more or less had and they like figured some stuff out. And I'll also That's remember awesome. that was another escape room that I lost. So my record's actually either twenty three for twenty six or it's twenty two for twenty five, whichever one you want to call it. Sure. I forgot that that was another one that I lost. Um Rough. And that one, I think, was the, the farthest away I had been from actually finishing an escape room. Like, the other two that I lost, it's like we needed to do one final thing in order to make it out. But oh, that well. last one, we had, like, I think a one or, uh, like two to three different puzzles that we had to solve in order to finish off the escape room. Sounds like the the Wilsons really dragged you down there. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was rough, but yep, it was they fun. Did. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was worthwhile. Oh, I bet it was still fun. I mean, um, even if you don't win, but... Absolutely. I would have, like, felt so weird in that situation. I would have showed up and, like, expected to meet all these, like, other high school or college kids and just be like, oh, guys, we're going to kill this. It's going to be fun. Not, like... Well, I mean, I'm sure it was a fun time anyway, but in, in that situation, I would have been like, I don't belong here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was really just a, a break-out-of-my-shell type moment because it's like, you know, I'm here... It's kind of a writing assignment type thing to, you know, experience like a, a group of people that I'm not normally a part of. Right. So I just got to go in and go for it. And I feel like um, I'm a pretty outgoing guy. Like I'm happy to get to know people. But like when the group is pre like existent, 
it's preordained and they're even yeah. family members it's not even friends it's like like the these people are are blood, blood. they are blood with each other <laughs> maybe that'd be like a fun way to like meet long lost family like i don't know <laughs> like what a weird coincidence that would be because i don't know actually Absolutely, i guess yeah. i'm i don't know if i've told you this i have a sister i didn't know about until freshman year of college oh wow yeah so um maybe i guess long lost is a poor way to describe it but a sister i didn't yeah. know about uh nonetheless and um what if like there's this giant family and they're like oh yeah you as you're playing maybe like a shipwreck theme like i mean i'm just building the narrative here uh a sh- <laughs> shipwreck themed escape room and they're like yeah well that's funny we do this we do this every year to commemorate our son that we lost in a shipwreck and you're like weird i wash up oh. on this beach and they're just like <laughs> you're just like wait a minute and then you just like hey, that's that escape rooms would be really become part of your tradition. Like we did, this is how we found our lost son, uh, Gregory. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think just like with every other escape room fanatic, the past two years have been on the slower side. Sure. Um, busy with jobs. You know, there, there have been, well, not just with jobs. It's like with the pandemic, you know, Oh duh. it's, you know, a lot harder to actually, go in person and and go someplace but there have been a number of different ways that escape rooms have evolved and adapted to accommodate the the pandemic age um yeah so one way is there there are escape rooms out of a box where you can buy an escape room at a store maybe like a board game store or a novelty store or something like that you can bring it home and you get more or less the whole experience of an escape room not like a a full dedicated room but you still get a box with different elements and mysteries that you have to solve and you know you still get like the whole puzzle thing if you want to you can time yourself whenever i've done those i never did because if i bought a physical thing and i don't have time pressure i'm solving it i'm getting it i'm getting to the end no matter what right you're not taking that away from me yeah that way like the time doesn't constrain you like it doesn't like deter you from finishing it like if you don't get it done in the time you're like oh well i guess just look at the answer now yeah and those are pretty fun like compared to actually doing escape room Mm -hmm. those i think are are pretty cheaper or are cheaper because you can only do them once since a lot of them have elements that you'll have to break or rip or something while you're going through the room um i realized actually that like I was thinking about it, as you said that it's like a one and done thing, but I guess I didn't yeah. even think that it's not only something that you can do once; it's that the game can only be played once because there's pieces yep. that. Wow, that's. I mean, certainly an investment if that's something you're super into. But I mean, there are some like board yeah. games like like this kind of reminds me of like Hunt to Hunt a Killer, which I've actually never played. But um, like those mystery games where like once you solve the case, it's over. But other people can play yeah. it. Prob- as far as I can tell, can probably play it. This isn't. This is like a whole other level. Like no, it's. You can only play it the one... Anybody can only play it the one time. Yeah. So another way that escape rooms have at least... I don't know if they've flourished, but they've at least started exploring throughout the pandemic age. Mm-hmm. Um, they've actually just taken to Discord and other voice chat services to do everything that they need to. Um, really? How does so that you work? Know, you will, um, so the way that works, you like sign up, you pay for it, just like a normal escape room... And you are sent an invite, I think, about 24 hours before your game starts. So you log in, and at your appointed time, you just hop into the voice channel. And your game master will hop into the voice channel. And he will they, they will guide you through the experience, kind of like how they would in their normal thing. And they'll have, like, uh, drawn-out maps that they will post to describe the different rooms that you're in. Uh, you can... It, it's... More than like an actual escape room where you're interacting with things, it's really kind of more like Dungeons and Dragons, where you have a game master that you tell them what you want to do, and they tell you whether or not you were successful in doing that. I was kind of thinking it sounds a little bit like D&D. Yeah. I mean, it really, really is. Like, it's very uh, reaction-based, and obviously there's more or less like one set of answers that you can do for it. They don't allow you to get too clever. Um but there's still a decent amount of flexibility in what you can do to, to get everything to be done. Yeah. And so one that I did online had a time travel aspect to it. 
um, which you know you can't really do in an actual physical escape room. They have you know um, they they we haven't invented time travel, so we can't do anything like that. Um, yeah, that's an, another way. And then the final way that I know of that escape rooms have grown and changed in the pandemic age is that they offer a box, like the, the escape room company, instead of buying it off of a shelf, um, you can rent out a an escape room box from them that you take home. And the escape room is basically unfolding the box and trying to get to the center and solve everything in the boxes oh. you're going through. Um, so I did a science fiction themed one sure. with my family over quarantine. Um, whereas, you know, like, actually we did not only science fiction, we did a, a Stranger Things themed one as well. Um, this, this all, where, you know, you, this all is, sorry to cut you off. This all kind of like no, it's fine. brings me back to this time travel thing you mentioned ago, mentioned a minute ago. Yeah. Imagine if, like, obviously that's not possible, but, like, just in the realm of, like, tangents and... and Yeah, go for it. If you had to, like, if we had the ability to time travel and, like, that was a known thing that people could do and you had to figure out how to do that in order to go back to see something you had already seen or, like, mind-blowing. Like, sick. that would... I mean, I guess that would cause a lot of problems, probably, science fictionally. Yeah, but, like, almost certainly. But imagine how complex like the, if someone took that and made it as part of an escape room like the balls on that guy oh yeah i mean there there's like some pretty classical stuff that we did with the the time travel concept of you know we would go back into the past plant a seed we'd go into the future and it was a giant plant you know like pretty classic time travel type stuff going on there yeah i'm sure you can like um, incorporate it for sure without obviously actually soaring through the timeline yeah um, so, like, those box escape rooms were, like, a, a really neat way of having something a bit more per in, in terms of production value than the online escape room or the out-of-the-box escape room. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just, you know, like, a, a very cool experience overall because, um, you know, like, it ended with us, like, assembling out puzzle pieces, like, for the, for the science fiction one that looked like the Enterprise from Star Trek. Um, and, you know, like, a lot of, like, uh, pretty clear... Uh, science fiction are, are pretty clear throwbacks to different things. Um, that, that was very cool and very appreciated. I totally believe um, it. I guess I didn't know like how expansive the realm of like boxed escape rooms are. Yeah. I mean, I think they're like escape rooms are like a relatively new business. You know, I was thinking that we would spend some time talking about the history of escape rooms. Um, I'm still planning on getting that to that a little bit, but you know, they've really exploded over the past decade to the point that like, you know, in 2010, I'd say they were a pretty rare business where at this point, you know, like any somewhat major city almost certainly has, has one, an escape yeah. room business or two or three or four. Right. In in the city. Somewhere. I mean, here, even in Iowa, I guess I don't know if the one I did was probably closed, but the one most recent one I did is um, just opened. It just popped up. So there might be two around me now. Um, certainly a couple in Milwaukee where my sister lives. But uh, um, I definitely remember like when escape rooms became like prevalent at all like even even existed and i thought oh that yeah. sounds like so cool and everyone was like oh it sounds so cool but not enough people did it until later and now they're like yeah. kind of a fad almost yeah well i think i think uh, unfortunately except for the businesses that have collapsed as a result of, of pandemic stuff right um, i don't really think they're a fad anymore since they have like a pretty stable business model and they're you know like continuously drawing in new customers and mm -hmm. stuff What's up, everybody? Tony is gone for the time being, for the next couple minutes, probably. So, it's Ryan. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's good to good. Thank you for joining us here and listening to the podcast. Um, uh, how are you guys? Tell comment below. We always kind of talk about some of the things that we have been doing, um, in the last couple weeks. Uh, tell us some stuff you guys have been up to. You know, um, we want to build this community. So tell us, tell us some about something about you something something you've been enjoying the last the last week or so um we want to hear all about it we want to hear everything you guys have to say about what we're doing here but even more importantly we'll, the kind of things that you guys are into and that'll help us decide what other content to bring you so um please 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 comment let us know what we can do for you let us know how we can change let us know um just kind of just come say just come talk to us you know just just comment just say something um we just we want we want to talk to you so 
Um, anyone been watching college football? Anybody see the the record breaking Illinois beating Penn State in nine overtimes? That's a uh, that's crazy. Dropped Penn State down to twenty in the rankings. Surprised it didn't bring them down lower, honestly. But that's just my opinion. Um, that's something we could talk about too, I guess. Sports or games? This is an all around kind of games podcast, so maybe, um, maybe we'll start. A little, that's something I could. Oh, that's something I could. I'm gonna write that down. Something I could talk about uh, to educate Tony on a bit more. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. And then I think the final way it's not it's absolutely not a recent development of escape rooms since it's actually where escape rooms came in the first place, but there are also. Um, there's also a game series about escape rooms. Well, not about escape rooms, but where the main gameplay is escape rooms that actually what was inspired me to get into escape rooms in the first game, in the first place. It's called the Zero Escape series. Um, I don't have nearly enough time to summarize its plot or sell people on it. But if you like escape rooms and you're missing that and you want something science fiction related to go along with your... Uh, to go along with your escape rooms while you're waiting for everything else to open up properly. Um, there's the whole escape escape room series called the Zero Escape Trilogy uh, that you can check out and feed some of your addiction to. Feed it. Feed the addiction. Yeah, feed the addiction. Feed it. Uh, escape rooms are fun. And I think that... Yeah. it's Honestly, this is like a really cool like episode two, I feel like, just because, you know, obviously we talk about a lot of different kinds of games, um may even do a little sneak peek into our next episode maybe towards the end or at the end of the episode but of this one but um but yeah escape room is kind of like in and of itself a a different just game in general like yeah and that's it is you're trying to beat you're trying to find that win condition trying to beat the game and it's just it's just cool you know that's that's how i feel about escape rooms they're just cool yeah, they're, they're really cool, especially to me, because they're one of the first big examples that I can think of where a video game genre actually becomes something we do in real life. Since from the, the research Ooh, that I did I into that. escape room history, they originally started as online games that, you know, you would just play called... Um, I, was thinking, the I was thinking about that. the word for it? Yeah, there was yeah, like... Yeah, they're called like Escape the Room Yeah, games, like Escape or, the Women's Bathroom. Like the, or, the Room Escape or Escape Rooms. Yeah. Or, sorry, Escape Games. Um, there was where, like you different know, ones. It's really focused on... Yeah, it, it's really focused on fighting, finding items within an environment that's presented to you. I think a classic one is like, you know, you're stuck in a bathroom. Yeah. So you have to like, you know, click on everything, find everything you can to assemble the materials so that you can escape. And that's pretty clear like how that was transitioned into escape rooms um, into like a physical like know, in the actual room now. yeah yeah and from what other uh research i did i even saw that they were even well there there are a few different places or a few different ways that people are saying that escape rooms began um some say that they started as a video game released in 2004 in japan called crimson room that then was turned into a, an actual physical concept in 2007 in Japan. Uh, some say that they started as text adventures in the 90s. Um, you know, kind of like your Zork thing where it's like, you know, you say, oh, you are blank. And so you have to say, oh, turn left, pick up blank. You know, all these other like, you know, text-based prompts in order to actually do everything you need to in order to escape the room. Um, so there, there's a bit of there, there's a bit of argument as to how they actually began, but they more or less began as a video game concept that people thought were really neat and wanted to actually do in real life. And I think, as a lot of other sources that I've seen have talked about, is uh, escape rooms are really a response to a demand for more engaging entertainment, where you're not just sitting back and watching and passively engaging in it you are one of the key story makers in the escape room narrative and they're usually not that involved narratives but it's up to you as to whether yeah. or not you escape or not like that is something like you're you're driving the you story decide if you're good enough right like yeah. when you read a book like the, the character is driving the story but 
that whole story is already written. That character is already destined to do everything. And if you, it's yeah. like when you when you imagine yourself being in a TV show, which I'm sure everyone's done, kind of like as like for example, Absolutely. Avatar: Last Airbender. Guaranteed. Everybody has always pretended they could bend an element at some point. Like I'll be honest, oh, yeah. I've been in the shower oh, and tried to move the water. I've done it. I have. <laughs> um, but like, oh yeah, it's called like cupping your hands and like <laughs> throwing it against the exactly. wall. Exactly, and it, you know it makes a splash and it makes me feel better. Um, but anyway, but yeah, it's like exactly kind of what you said you're driving the story but that story isn't written so it's like as if you're in that video game or that book or that tv show but like you're actually in it like you're actually driving it it's your like life it's all real and it's yeah and you also get like those really satisfying moments that are you know even more satisfying than seeing a character figure something out or figure out a plot element or a puzzle or something it's like when you actually connect the threads in an escape room and you're the one to solve the puzzle that everybody else is stuck on and make progress, that is a near unmatched feeling that really only escape rooms can do at this point in time. Uh, especially as like a group activity that you can share with every with with more than just yourself. I feel like um it's like you said earlier, it's like, it's, it's a, a feeling you can't, it's not really matched. And you even kind of hinted on it earlier when you were talking about how they're like kind of the only iteration of like real life video games that we have. And I'm just thinking, I feel like it's the only iteration of like a lot of different aspects of games that we don't have. And it's, yeah. it, you, you feel like as, you know, as you and I are very versed in different types of games, like you'd think that there's more things like that, or there's more aspects of this that you'd find other places, but there just really isn't. And maybe that's part of the reason it's just so unique. That uniqueness is what makes it so exciting. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I can say this repeatedly. There's nothing like escape rooms. There, There's nothing like that feeling of knowing for the next 60 minutes, you are locked in this world and you are working by this world's rules and you have to get out. Otherwise, you face the never-ending shame of failure. <laughs> I guess that's a tough. That's a very like tough way to to put it. But I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's it is a bit tough. I'm being definitely a bit dramatic. I'm not. I mean, I, I'll be honest. Like with your versatility in in escape rooms, I feel like it probably kind of feels that way for you at least a little bit. But uh, not to yeah. deter anybody away from doing them. If you lose, it's not <laughs> it's not the biggest deal. It's just fun to do them. And then. Just to think yeah, that you solved it, if you do solve it, is super fun. It makes you want to do Well, and also more. For, for newcomers for escape rooms, a lot of websites that, you know, advertise escape rooms also advertise difficulty ratings for all of True. their rooms. So if you are worried about actually starting up an escape room or, or trying one for the first time, I can almost guarantee that if there's an escape room company near you, that they have rooms designed for newcomers and designed to, uh, for for people who haven't done them before to play through them and you know get a, a general handle on the idea of an escape room. Absolutely, I think um, I think I've everywhere I've gone they they would be like, are you guys like new? Do you want to try like a newer one or like you can also like call them and just ask them. Just be forward and be like, what I, I'm new to this. What what would you recommend? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, that's yeah. a good point. You know, if you're new, let them know. Or if you're new, let us know. Comment below. Let us know if there's anything else we can like yeah. recommend to you. Yeah. Oh, and also in, in another way to assuage the, the fears of newcomers, every single escape room I've played at this point in time has had some kind of hint system or another. Because oh, good while point. The, the game runners won't give you every single answer, they do want you to actually finish the escape room. Mm -hmm. um, so while some rooms limit the clues to three, and some will have an infinite amount of clues, or maybe some will, if you use a clue, they'll deduct it from your, your score, or like your time calculating left. or whatever. Um, you know, any number of those things. Getting stumped on a single puzzle isn't the end of an escape room. You can get, you can have other people figure it out. You can get the the game masters to give you a clue or maybe you will just fail and and that's just how it is sometimes and i think the best part of it is no matter what the result of your escape room is and i think this is the the genius behind whoever like actually got these really started and and popular is the fact that no matter what the result is you're gonna want to do them again like 
if you fail, yeah. you at least for speaking from experience, if you fail, whether that's a just or a unjust failure, um, yeah. <laughs> um, you want to go back and do another one so that you can say you succeeded. And if you succeeded, you're like, oh, I can't wait to do another one. That was awesome. Yeah, I got I got a test to see if this was just a that too, <laughs> or whether I really am that good. Maybe I'm just really that bad, and I don't know. But I hope I don't. I'm a pretty smart guy. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, I yeah I think so. I uh, yeah. appreciate that. Um, I will say, and this is something I I totally mentioned. I wanted to mention at the beginning of like the the main topic part of the pot of this episode. Um, the last time I did a I did escape room, me and Mark walked in and we're like, "What do we do?" It was just like a, like a like a room, yeah. And there was like a couch and a stuff. It's just like a room with nothing in it. And we're like waiting and we're like, "Hello!" And then all of a sudden, this bookcase opens and that's the door to the to the back. Yep. It was so oh, cool. Yeah. Part of us, well, because there there are some like feelings that unless you're super duper rich, you can really only feel in escape rooms. Like I've always wanted to either own a house or be in a house that has a secret passage. Of yeah. Oh, it's and like wish fulfillment. It really is D and D. I can explore. Yeah, it it is. It's gigantic wish fulfillment, and the only way that I can fulfill that desire of i pull the the book on the bookshelf and the bookshelf twists and now i'm in a new room i can't feel that in an actual real life mansion since i'm not that rich but i can feel it in an escape room and that's good enough so basically what we're saying is if you are rich um you already get to feel this but yeah escape rooms are still fun because you may have things that aren't i don't know that you may have these secret passages but I guess, I don't know, maybe we're saying escape rooms aren't for you. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. Yeah, maybe they aren't. <laughs> Who knows? No, they're, I mean, I'm sure it, I, no escape room is going to be like your house. So trying to find the stuff. Maybe, maybe if you're rich, you just have an advantage and you can just like, you've got like the rich person who knows all the intricacies. And then you've got the brains. <laughs> yeah. You've got like this yeah, crew that, that's of the people. Person that you need on your team. You, you need the hacker. You need the brains. You need, uh, you need the seducer and you need the rich You need person. the money. Like the, you need the muscle yeah. and you need the money. Oh. No, no, the the money is separate from the rich person. Oh, that, that's different. We should uh, we should like maybe like combine like get people together like role play or like almost like cosplay. Be like, all right, who's gonna be who? <laughs> that's fun. almost turning into a murder mystery night. Perfect. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, I I think we're gonna talk about that. I haven't done a murder mystery night before. All right, that's yeah. Um, you're, t- you're already typing it. You beat me to it. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That that's going in our list of topic ideas. That's perfect. Um. I added a couple while you were gone too. Yeah, I saw those. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's escape rooms. Yeah, is there anything else that you want to know about escape rooms? Ooh, um, I like that, that we question. Could fit in, in in this last bit. Um, I, I feel like you covered everything. You honestly covered what I thought plus some. Like you went into the history of like how they became. I thought that was super cool because. I love doing yeah. them and kind of understanding where they come from it and just how related they are to a lot of different games is another reason it's perfect for this podcast. Um, yeah, I'll be sure to post. So for listeners, I will post a few different links to a few different sources that I've used to, to piece together the history of escape rooms. Um, yes. Cause there, as I said earlier, there are a lot of different um, ways that people like consider like the origin of escape rooms. Um, yeah, so I, I will post that. And, and if you're interested a bit more, then you can take a look and maybe get some reading in yourself. For sure. Um, um, yeah, so I, like I said, I think you kind of hit it on the nail. I don't have a whole lot more uh, questions. But, hey, if you guys have any questions or if you have any um, really cool – oh, if you have any like, just super cool like successes or really funny failures in your escape rooms, comment below. Let us know. Yeah. We'd love to hear them, and we'd love for you guys to kind of tell us all about it. Or if you've been to a really cool themed escape room, yes. there are a few different themed escape rooms that, you know, only ran for a limited amount of time and were on the other side of the country that I wasn't able to get to. Um, the, the game series I mentioned earlier apparently had, um, there was a Zero Escape themed escape room that ran in 2016 um, out in San Francisco. And I don't have the money to fly out to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so if you have... If you did do that and want to tell us about it, or if you did any other cool escape room, absolutely. If you're one of those, tell us your escape room story. If you're one of those rich people, or if you're the money of your operation and were able to fly out to San Francisco yeah. and do that, uh, let us know what it was like to be that role in an escape room. But also just let us know how it was, because that sounds awesome. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, I think I think that's all we got. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Pongers. Thank you guys so Uh, much. Ryan's going to be taking the lead next week, and I'll let him talk about his topic next week. All I'm going to say about next week is I'm going to have a drink with with our episode. I have a lot of great stuff planned, (laughs) and I can't wait for you guys to come and join us back here for that one. You can hear the giddiness in my voice. We'll see everyone for episode three of Pongers next week. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye.